You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. The Fantastic Three are back together. I don't know if that's what we're going to call ourselves at Name or Not Stick, but... Your normal podcast three are back together. We got myself, my faithful co-host, Shevin Nooney, and Nate Christian, the professor, Nate Christian. Although <laughs> without his spectacles tonight, gentlemen, how are we this evening? I'm just glad to be back. The boys are back together for at least one week, and yep. you know, it's going to happen. Things are looking good. We're all back together now. It's been so long. I feel like I took a month hiatus, it felt like, compared it to two, it, it was. just two shows or two weeks worth of shows. So it, it wasn't like a long really. time, though. I will it say did. that. I, I kind of was a little sad because I wasn't on a podcast for two weeks. <laughs> it was a little rough. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm going to be feeling that. True. I'm not going to be on the podcast or on the channel for the next three weeks. Three weeks. Sorry, Mike. I don't. I don't know who. I don't. I don't know who authorized that. But um, <laughs> you know, here's the thing: when you're going to be away or you've been away, you need to make some decisions. And some of those decisions that need to be made are whether you're going to buy, sell, or hold a player. Because if you're on another continent, like some people will be, you may not have the internet access that you need. Which I think is part of the reason why Nate pushed to get um, the long haul draft done because he's going to be out of town <laughs> and he didn't trust it getting done by Sunday. Mm. Smart man. But yep. today we're going to talk about some players that we're buying, selling, holding and what their values are currently because that's always important too. And remember here at the Dynasty Ruin, we don't hate players. We hate values. That's just how it is. Regardless of how good a player is, if they're too expensive, you can miss me with that. So. We got some player value. It's in major flux right now. There's some good uh, situation changes out there as well. So how do some of our favorite players stack up? Are we buying in because we love the value or production? Are we selling because we don't love the situation? We believe the compensation is good enough. Are we holding because, hey, we just want to see how it pans out. So let's get into it. We're going to see if these trades line up, if these player values line up, and what we're going to do. So would you buy, sell, or hold? Michael Pittman for Ramondre Stevenson. Chev, let's start with you. Yeah, to me, this is a tough one because I can see a world where Ramondre just goes crazy this year again. I feel like there's not too much competition there, but I like Michael Pittman a lot. I know this last season he had a bunch of targets, but honestly, it just never came to fruition of him doing much with it. He had 99 receptions, but the yards were just not there. TDs just weren't there. I like Michael Pittman still, so I'm going to hold Michael Pittman instead of selling him um, for Ramondre Stevenson. I like the wide receiver position a little bit more because you have longevity with it. You know, getting a new quarterback, too, I think that would be a little helpful, especially one that can run and get that running game going a little bit more and just making a little bit more dynamic of an offense. Okay. Nate, how about you? Yeah, this is actually going to be pretty easy for me because – I want Ramondre Stevenson. And just to be fair, I don't know if I've ever really said that before in this show. <laughs> I've never been a big Ramondre Stevenson ever since he came out of college. But all the Patriots running backs who were good, Damian Harris basically, left him for agency. Yeah. So Ramondre Stevenson's there. They didn't 
get anyone in the draft. They didn't bring in any competition through free agency. He has the lion's share of the backfield there with the Patriots. And that's not something we usually see. That's why I usually stay away from the Patriots backfield. But Ramondre Stevenson last year averaged 14.7 points per game. That was good for the 10th best running back. I mean, production, production, production. He's only been in the league for two years. We're getting a young running back. It's just the logo on the side of his helmet that is stopping us all from going after Ramondre Stevenson right now. True. Did you mention that he finished his running back seven last year? Did you say that? I said he was running back 10 on points per game basis, but that works too. Either way. <laughs> that was just overall finish in a PPR format. Um, that's great. And Michael Pittman, why does he were 20? So while, you know, it may seem crazy to not want the running back seven instead of the wide receiver 20, I believe in Michael Pittman's talent. I'm going to stick with him. Wide receivers typically have more longevity. And he's one of those guys where I feel like at the end of his career, (sighs) hear me out, people, before you jump down my throat, he's going to be like a um, DeAndre Hopkins in the sense that he might end up being quarterback proof. Just so far to date, he's never really been able to play with a consistent quarterback in Indianapolis. So Is he's that going to happen this year. I mean, look, we we all like Anthony Richardson, but he's going to be a rookie. So exactly, you know, you know what I mean. I'm not expecting great things. Right I can off get the- Pittman later for cheaper. Give me Ramondre okay. Stevenson before he pops off and starts scoring points. You may have swayed me with that argument. Ooh, I'm not going to lie. Exactly. And see, this is always, it's always good. To, all right, fine. Look, you swayed me. Give me Ramondre Stevenson. So we're talking about a, a one-year rental on Ramondre, and then you go and buy Michael Pittman. Yeah, exactly. Hey, listen, one of our uh, rewinders today in uh, the one of the chats was saying, you know, he's a contender. Do I take downs at 207? I also have that the opportunity to get Tyler Lockett with that pick um, because somebody wants to trade back into that pick. And I'm like, look, I hate missing out on Josh Downs. But you feel you're a contender. I think Tyler Lockett can help you. Jason's not going to be that guy yet that we think he's going to be. We've seen that Geno Smith can support two wide receivers with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I think he could do it again. I don't know what they're doing with the running back room there. So maybe they're planning on throwing the ball more. I don't know. Um, but that's just one example. You could definitely buy downs later. And Michael Pittman. Yep. Apparently, sweet. You swayed me. Congratulations, Nate. All right, here we go. So non-tight end premium league, that is important. Would you buy, sell, or hold, speaking of the Seattle Seahawks backfield, Kenneth Walker for Kyle Pitts. Give me Kyle Pitts, tight end premium or not. We got Kenneth Walker. We don't know what's going on with that backfield. Like I just said, Zach Charbonnet comes in. But still, you want the quote-unquote unicorn, the generational talent that we've heard everything about. If you've waited this long, let's wait another one. Let's wait a little bit more. But um, I don't know about you guys. If I have Kenneth Walker anywhere, I'm trying to quietly move him for an upgraded piece. But give me Kyle Pitts here. Nate, yay or nay? Yeah, I'll take Kyle Pitts here, even without the tight end premium. You know, making sure that I get one of the top two, top three tight ends in Dynasty Fantasy Football moving forward is just more important to me than holding on to Kenneth Walker, who, while I do think is still going to be a very productive running back, and I'm not looking to, you know, move him for just anything right now. I'm holding on to him in a lot of leagues. But you know, his production is now limited because Zach Charbonnet is there. And I'll take Kyle Pitts, who, while his production is limited by the offense, has shown us that he's, he can be productive even in that offense. Chev, your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I like Kenneth Walker a lot. I think he's got a lot of potential. But them getting Charbonnet, that sucks so stinking much. 
Kyle Pitts, I think, too, is in an offense that's going to want to run the football more. I mean, they ran the ball a lot last season as well. I'll, I'll probably say Kyle Pitts, but I don't know. I, I like Kenneth Walker a lot still. I'm not trading him for pennies at this point. I still believe in him at this point, especially you can get Charbonnet later now in drafts to just handcuff with Walker. So I'll say Pitts, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not saying that Kyle Pitts is pennies. You're just saying that you no, still yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this to me, this was the hugest blow of the draft. Everyone that, you know, has Kenneth Walker shares, they're like, we're going to be good because why would, you know, and it was just crazy. They added Kenny McIntosh later, who I think is the guy that can actually quote unquote open up the screen game, which Pete Carroll said. But I don't know. It's it's just crazy out there in Seattle. I don't know what they're doing. They might know. So, all right, let's move on to the next one. Would you buy, sell or hold? Calvin Ridley for Aaron Jones. Let's wrap it back around to you, Chev. Calvin Ridley for Aaron Jones. Uh, man, I think at this point I'd much rather have Calvin Ridley. I think if you're, I'm getting younger at the wide receiver position, I know Aaron Jones probably will have a good year this year, especially getting dump-offs and whatnot. I think they'll run the football a lot more than people are thinking at this point. But I think Calvin Ridley, a young wide receiver, he's going to fit my team a little bit better. And, you know, getting rid of the running back before that cliff hits, I'm fine with that. So I'll take Calvin Ridley on this one. Okay. Last time Calvin Ridley was on the field was in 2021. He did have, uh, let's see, five games banged up, 281 yards on 31 receptions and two touchdowns. But the year before that, 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns on 90 receptions. So we've seen it with Calvin Ridley. We know what he can do. He is going to a new offense with new quarterback. New system, sat out a year, but Nate, does that sway you? I'm going Calvin Ridley here personally, but you seem to want the running back. Let's win now and then buy that wide receiver later. I think this is a different scenario because I don't think Calvin Ridley is going to be as obtainable in a year as Michael Mm -hmm. Pittman will be, but what do you think? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Calvin Ridley here as well. Um, Another player who I usually don't go to bat for. But uh, Calvin Ridley, he's going to be catching passes from Trevor Lawrence. While I think Christian Kirk is not just going to roll over and let Calvin Ridley take over the wide receiver one role, I think there's going to be plenty of production to go around for both of them with Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball. Um, and an incredible quarterback back there. He can certainly you know, carry two fantasy wide receivers with Ridley and Kirk. And yeah. while Aaron Jones will have production this year, A.J. Dillon's still there. I don't know if that offense is going to be humming. You know, They might not be as efficient. I'm yeah. worried about his upside. He does have that pass catching potential because Jordan Love could be a guy who's checked down uh, mm-hmm. quite often. But there's just a lot of unknown with that offense. There's some unknown with Calvin Ridley, but I like the offense that he's in. Yeah, for sure. If anybody's Chef, hurt, it's Evan Ingram, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, Chef, did I go to you? I'm sorry. I'm just the. You did. I was the. I was the starter. <laughs> I'm having a, a senior moment on the podcast here, <laughs> but I, I'm sticking with Calvin Ridley as well. Uh, the wide receiver upside. I, th- I think he's what twenty eight right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's so he's twenty eight, but still, you know, twenty eight. Twenty eight in wide receiver years is way different than twenty eight mm-hmm. in running back years yep. for sure. Give me Calvin Ridley. Um, okay, the next one, and I feel like this one's going to be really tough for Nate. So we're going to start with you, okay? Because <laughs> I know you want to move one of these guys, and I know you're a fan of the other. But would you buy, sell, or hold J.K. Dobbins for George Pickens? Yeah, like this one's not going to be a tough one for me, Mike. I'm going to take uh, J.K. Dobbins. I want um, the running back. While I believe Dobbins might not be a Raven next year, and there is some unknown for him moving forward, I think 
George Pickens is going to be another wide receiver who I, I can acquire later for cheaper, a guy who's not going to have the production to currently match his value. And I'll be talking more about that on the next podcast, so make sure you tune in for that. But give me J.K. Dobbins. This offense with the Ravens is going to be humming this year because Todd Munkin comes in after two years with the national championship Georgia Bulldogs, an offense that looked really good this past year with Stetson Bennett being the quarterback. And he knows how to run the ball. He knows how to pass the ball. They got some weapons there. I just think this offense is moving really well this year. J.K. Dobbins is going to play a large role in that. He's going to get the fancy points to go with it. Chef? Yeah, I'm with J.K. Dobbins as well. I just think that offense is going to be good for him this upcoming year, especially adding some more pass catchers. He's going to be coming back healthy for the first year, so that's what we'd like to see. And, you know, I think he he's Lamar helps him out a little bit too. I know he's going to take away some touchdowns mm-hmm. and whatnot here and there, but you know that that offense helps J.K. Dobbins when Lamar is in the game when he can run the football. I think that opens up lanes for him. You know, adding these pass catchers, I think is going to help him too. You know, George Pickens is in an offense where you have Deontay Johnson, you got Pat Fryermuth, you got Najee Harris who are going to cut in. At this point, I don't know what that production is going to look like for him. You got a young Kenny Pickett there as well. I'm going to stick with J.K. Dobbins for this season. This one's really tough for me, actually. I know it was easy for you, mate. <laughs> because on one hand, J.K. Dobbins has missed a full season mm-hmm. in 2021. It was late coming back last year. I mean, 1,325 yards and 11 touchdowns in two seasons, technically three, if you want to add in injury years, being in the NFL for three years. He's only 24, and I don't think he's a Raven after this season either. So does he get like a Miles Sanders type deal somewhere, gets like a two-year deal, three-year deal, something like that, is the bona fide starter? I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty where, on the other hand, go to George Pickens, and you have a guy where you know he's going to be for at least another three seasons. Right, yeah. unless he gets Chase Claypool and <laughs> bounced out of there, but I don't see that happening. In his rookie year, with an offense that was in flux, 801 yards and four touchdowns. It's yeah. four more touchdowns than Deontay Johnson had last year. Nate. So that's why this one is really hard for me, and I haven't been the biggest George Pickens fan or Stan, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to go George Pickens here be honest with you if you want a little bit of stability i think he could help you win now just as much as jk dobbins can could look elsewhere at the running back your running back situation i'm just worried about jk dobbins and his health because we haven't really seen it from him i'm hoping he puts it together but we just don't know until he does so i'm going to slightly lean george pickens i love both players so this one was actually hard for me well i like george pickens i don't love him you love jk dobbins dobbins great player but let's move on shall we and let me tell you that uh you know buy sell hold it doesn't matter because the one thing that you can hold on your phone tablet or computer is the best move that you can make before your rookie draft and that's with the 2023 dynasty rewind rookie draft guide so get yourself a copy of the first ever one in this guide you'll gain access to our film grades player insights and dynasty outlooks for every player we believe will be fantasy relevant both this year and beyond. Additionally, you will get access to several written pieces, such as things you need to know before you draft, draft trends and strategies, rookies, sleepers, rookies to draft at your own risk, our guys, and a 2024 rookie preview, courtesy of the professor, Nate Christian. You receive over 70 pages of beautiful content sent right to your phone, computer, or tablet. So check it out today at payhip.com forward slash dynasty rewind. Now at a reduced price, $14.99. What a freaking deal. You're welcome, America. 
<laughs> or other countries can buy it too, right? Other countries, yeah, certainly. Yeah, so get on that, North Korea. All right, so let's move on, shall we? And Chev, I want to start with you on this one because we've got a bear on here. Would you buy, sell, or hold DJ Moore for Jerry Judy? By the way, shame on Bob for making these so hard for us. <laughs> these ones that he put together. Give me some easy ones here, man. But Chev, buy, sell, hold DJ Moore for Jerry Judy. Yeah, and I think these guys are somewhat close in ADP at this point, but I'm going to lean DJ Moore. I think that offense comes back a little bit hotter in the passing game, especially adding him and some offensive line help. I like DJ Moore's ability. I think he has a lot of good yak potential in this offense. You know, Jerry Judy's a great player. He's kind of struggled a little bit to start off his years, but I think he has a good season. But DJ Moore is a guy that I've liked a lot throughout his years, and I got a rookie card of him, so that, that sways me a little bit, but – I think he fits well into that offense and what they want to do this upcoming year. And he's going to be a number one target for uh, Justin Fields right away. So I'm going DJ Moore at this point. And how about yourself, Nate? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of DJ Moore um, this year. So while I think this is actually a pretty fair value, I have these guys like in the same tier. Yeah. Um, but DJ Moore, I just feel really good about his possible production with Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. I know what we'll hear this a million times, you know, of the young quarterback who gets the top wide receiver and makes that jump. And while that jump may not be a top five wide receiver in fantasy football, mm -hmm. we, I got to believe that that jump is going to happen here for Justin Fields. They have invested to make the offensive line better, put the wide receivers around him, make them better. Mm -hmm. And they're going to lean into that. I know they run the ball a lot. And that's one of the biggest questions with DJ Moore. His efficiency is going to be fine, but will yeah. the volume be there? That's the biggest question. I, you know, I haven't seen the Broncos offense yet either. So I'm going to go with DJ Moore. I know he is able to make plays. I believe in the talent of Justin Fields. So give me DJ Moore. So I think Jerry Judy is a pretty, pretty good fair value. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you look at the Bears depth chart, the starting three wideouts, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney, why are people not talking about Chase Claypool more? I mean, he's a super. And Mooney's super... coming off the injury. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to talk about a buy low, it's just because Chase? people don't like Chase Claypool. He did nothing last year. Because that, that one game where he celebrated the first down when it was like <laughs> under a minute, ever since then, everyone has hated Chase Claypool. Such a bad time management player. Screw that. Look, look, I don't care about that. If he gets me fantasy points, that's all I care about, man. And if you could get Chase Claypool for like a fourth round pick or whatever, I'm going to do it and I'm going to stash him. Because he's definitely better than some wide receiver threes or flex guys that you're going to throw in. He just yep. is. He's a buy for me. Um, you know, here's the thing. There's a lot of questions, and this one's really tough as well, because we don't know exactly what the Bears offense is going to look like yet. Mm -hmm. we, there's a lot of new pieces here, and I think it's going to look really, really good. I hope it looks really, really good. <laughs> I'm not too. a Bears fan, but I'm tired of seeing the Bears be bad. I am. I love good football, right? Yep. Dev loves good football. Nate loves good football. We want to see good football here. That's what it's yeah, about. That'd be great. But at the same point in time, out there in Denver, there's a lot of the same pieces with a new coaching staff. So which like who who's the offensive coordinator for the Bears? Luke Getze. Mm -hmm. Do we believe more in Luke Getze or a Sean Payton system with a veteran quarterback? So when we're looking at that, I'm going to lean slightly with Jerry Judy. We believe in sure. the talent, mm -hmm. and it's close. It really is. 
We believe in the talent. He's a little bit younger. He's got the veteran quarterback. The veteran quarterback who isn't going to run as much as Justin Fields is going to, we don't think. I would hope not at this point. Um, so hopefully he gets the ball to Jerry Judy more. I go for Jerry Judy. It is close. I do like both players. I don't know how much the Bears are going to run the football, though, this year. I mean, they didn't go crazy and go get a guy that is going to go wild in the running game. You know, I mean, Justin Fields is going to take that away, but Khalil Herbert's been injured. You get Roshan Johnson. Like, these guys aren't, like, top talent dudes in the NFL, you know? Like, I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to run the football this year than in the past. Chev, also, um, you know, I love to use our lads. Mm-hmm. Depth charts in the offseason, they're fairly accurate. They actually have Dante Foreman as a starting running back right now. Yeah, I mean, that's that's where we're at with the Bears running game. Just <laughs> weird. And uh, we better hope, looking at their backup quarterback situation, that Justin Fields never gets hurt. P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker and is there. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> Nathan Peterman. Ooh. Yeah. And Tyson Bajent or Baggin, the senior bowl guy who they talked about from Shepard constantly. Yep. You know what I mean? Like his dad looks like he just got out of a disturbed concert mosh pit. You know, talking about tribal tattoo, the Oakley sunglasses, chugging uh, Miller Light in the stands. Sounds like an XFL dad to me if I've ever heard one. For sure. All right, let's move on to the next one. Would you buy, sell, or hold DeAndre Swift for Chris Godwin? So... DeAndre Swift going to what is thought to be a better situation for him, but also a very crowded running back room. We got Chris Godwin. I believe he's coming off an injury last year. And while he didn't go anywhere new, he's got some new faces about the quarterback. This one's really, really hard. What do you need? I mean, let's look at Chris Godwin, and he finished. Let's see where he finished last year. Should have had that up. He was the uh, wide receiver 15 on points per game, wide receiver 19 overall. All right, so he's still wide receiver 19 overall. So is Mike Evans there. Uh, we have Kate Otten at tight end, who I believe, according to Nate Christian, led all rookie tight ends in targets last year. He did. Receptions. Receptions. Maybe upside. both. Well, if he led them in receptions, he probably led them in targets. Probably. probably. Um, the fact is we've seen that Baker Mayfield can actually support an offense that was somewhat viable. He did it in Los Angeles for a little bit on short notice, too. Um, hats off to him and the Browns look good for a time too when he was their quarterback mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with Chris Godwin here despite the fact that I'm an Eagles fan but I'm also a realist I know that the the Philadelphia Eagles running back room until further notice is like going to be like the New England Patriots running back room you're going to have no idea who's going to do what on a weekly basis it's a crowded room I think Rashad Penny actually gets the first crack at it um, and I think they sprinkle in DeAndre Swift. Trey Sermon, that, that's pretty much dead and gone, by the way. And oh, your conspiracy thinking, theory, Mike. Yeah, my conspiracy theory shot to you-know-what. And anyone that thought Kenneth Gamewell was going to be a thing, sorry. But yeah. uh, DeAndre Swift is just better. I mean, there is a possibility, though, that DeAndre Swift is the starting running back next year. Rashad Penny's on a one-year deal. Uh, Kenneth mm-hmm. Gamewell, he's getting up there in his contract. So it's a possibility. But I'm still going to take Chris Godwin. I believe in the talent. Wide receivers, they tend to age better. Chev, thoughts, yeah or nay? Yeah, I like Chris Godwin here as well. I think he can still be the wide receiver one on that team. I know Mike Evans is going to be 30 this upcoming year. 
Chris Godwin's going to be 27 or 28. I think Chris Godwin just plays better into what that offense is probably going to look like. Shorter passes, somebody that can control the middle of the field. And I think Mike Evans is more of the outside guy there. So I'm going to stick with Chris Ed- or sorry, Chris Godwin. I think DeAndre Swift is just in a crazy backfield at the moment. I'd much rather have a guy that I think I can count on as a wide receiver one in an offense at this point. Nate? Yeah. Um, once again, I'm going to pick a guy that I don't usually go after, and that's Chris Godwin. You know, I think he's become a, a, a decent value now. And part of this is because I don't believe in DeAndre Swift at this point. I don't believe in his availability. I don't believe in the situation he's in. I I agree. I think it's a very crowded backfield. And I think it'll help him because he'll be – he's an efficient running back, but he's not a volume running back. And he'll be able to be used well in that role in the Philadelphia Eagles offense. But that's not the role I want for my fantasy team. I'll take Chris Godwin, who, you know, might lead – you know, probably will lead the team in targets this year. Mm -hmm. And I'll take the wide receiver one for Baker Mayfield. You know, it's it's better than – the wide receiver one B for the Eagles. And I'll say or this one C if you count Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I'll say this. So, or trading for DeAndre Swift tells me, look, we just paid Jalen Hurts a ton of money. We want him to check down more. Oh, you had Kenneth Gainwell not throw it. Why not throw it to him? Well, yeah, but DeAndre Swift is better than Kenneth Gainwell. To be honest with you, the Philadelphia Eagles running back backfield might be better for best ball and DFS formats. Because it's going to be a matchup-based thing, I think. It's going to be extremely fluid. It's going to be really confusing. It's going to be a really good product on the field. It may not be a very good product on your fantasy rosters. And it's going to be injured at some point. It is. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, look, like if we get 17 games between two running backs, everybody's doing okay, right? (laughs) That's all you can can wish for. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's move on to the last one. And Nate, would you buy, sell, or hold Traylon Burks for Tony Pollard? You've been somewhat of the Traylon Burks truther on this channel, have you not? I have been. He was my wide receiver one in last year's rookie class over Drake London. How dare you? Oh, God. Why does he say that out loud? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Traylon Burks, I'm going to hold on the Traylon Burks here rather than sell for Tony Pollard. I understand the production with Tony Pollard now that he is the RB1 in the backfield for the Cowboys. They didn't bring in you know, any uh, large competition into the backfield. So I'm going to take Burks, though, because I like the long-term viability of him. Pollard's 26. Mm-hmm. He's an aging running back, but no one's talking about it because he just never got the full workload. Yep. He's still 26 years old. Just because he has a little bit less tread on his tires does not mean that he's younger. Um, and he's also on the franchise tag. He's yet to sign a long-term deal. There's too much unknown for me also coming off the injury. Like the list just keeps piling out and up. And there's a lot of question marks around Burks too and that offense, but I believe in the wide receiver talent. I believe in his talent to overcome the situation. Um, you know, and while he might not be a wide receiver one, maybe not even a wide receiver two this year, um, it's, it's got to get better than what it looks like right now in Tennessee. Yeah. Chev, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, same thing. Like, Tony Pollard, nobody's talking about, like, the, the Cowboys throw the piss out of the ball. I mean, they throw that thing a lot. And, I mean, they have plenty of wide receivers out there to go get it. He hasn't really carried a workload. He got injured last at the end of last season. I'm going with Traylon Burks as well. I don't know if I was as high on – I think he was, like, my wide receiver four or five, I think. I like him still. I think he's got a lot of talent there. He started to play a little bit better as the season went on. His asthma apparently has gotten significantly better this offseason. Huge plus. Just 
great to hear because mm-hmm. last year that was a problem. But I think Traylon Burks he has a lot to prove in that offense now. He has to be the guy. He has to come in year two and step up if that offense wants to succeed, in my opinion. So I think they'll try to get him the ball a good amount. And, you know, Tony Pollard might be the, the sexy play to start off, but I think Traylon Burks, after a few years, is going to be the guy that we look back and say, yeah, I'm glad I stayed with him. Yeah, and he's got no competition in the wide receiver room. Yeah. For, uh, Jake, well, that's it. And he's a tight end. Well, Kyle Phillips. Yeah, I was going to say Kyle Phillips. Don't tell the Fantasy Gazette that there's no there's no competition <laughs> there. There's Kyle Phillips. There's there's Jake, and we like those guys. But mm-hmm. you know, even the I'm I'm sticking with Traylon Burks. I'm holding him as well because even though we know the Tennessee Titans are going to be going through a transition very soon, it's going to go from Ryan Tannehill to Will Levis. It's going to go from Derrick Henry to someone. I don't think it's Tajay Spears long term. He's got that arthritis. You know how it goes with that and running backs doesn't mesh, but I still want Traylon Burks, Tony Pollard, while he may be like Nate said, the sexy pick, I mean, his best season, a thousand seven yards on the ground, nine touchdowns and 371 yards. He got hurt at the end of the last year, like Chev said, and the Dallas Cowboys depth chart after Tony Pollard is gross. Rojo. Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, Ronald Jones, Rico Dowdle. Rico, so, man, that's the guy to get. Yeah. <laughs> Rico. Hey, he's yeah. made the team two years in a row now. Come on. Get the running or, back or five. Three. Maybe three years Dallas in a row. Cowboys. He, he's sticking around for a reason. <laughs> so, hey, you want to talk about a conspiracy? The Cowboys are grooming Rico so when he's 26, he can take over the lead role next year. There it perhaps, is. Perhaps grooming isn't the word that we should be using anymore. <laughs> But I'm sticking with Traylon. There's not a ton of competition there for wide receiver targets, I believe. I agree with you guys on that one. So I do believe in his talent. I like Tony Pollard when he came out. I hated the spot, not because I hate the Cowboys, but because Zeke was there. So he wasted a lot of time just getting dusty behind Ezekiel Elliott, unfortunately. But I want Traylon Burks. I think he's going to help your team this year. He's going to be much better than last year, and I want him long term. Well, Levis, I think, is going to help him a lot, too. Gotta Before we go, side. Drake, what else in the league? For sure. Sorry, I think my internet crapped out there for a second. I apologize. <laughs> Sorry, am I better now? You're better yeah. now. Okay, great. So before we head out, Drake London or anybody else? Um, I'll, take I'll, take, I'll take the field. <laughs> I'll take Drake London. Wide receiver zero. That's right. All right, let's head on out of here, boys. Before we do, I just want to let you know if you want to play some best ball like I talked about before, head on over to Underdog. Use the promo code REWIND, all one word, all caps, $100. Full match on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Play with Dan. He'd love to be in the league with you. If you're going to a Taylor Swift concert or any other sporting event that there is out there, use the promo code SEATGEEK. I'm sorry, use the promo code Dynasty Rewind over at SEATGEEK for $20 off your first order. And uh, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You get our Discord, you get our Notion database, and you get bonus podcasts every week. Now offering a 10% discount for yearly signups. So come hang out with all of us there. So until next time, for Chev and Nate, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thanks for listening. <laughs>